as certain as we're alive now. We're all going to die. That's a fact. But you don't know when, and you don't know how. Does anyone know where they'd go if it happened tonight? There is a rhythm to it, and he found it. For the moment, the crowd had stopped moving, and he had their attention. As he continued to find different ways to ask about certain death and an uncertain afterlife, he casually took off his hat and set it upside down on a nearby newspaper machine. He kept on talking, louder and louder, asking the same question in every way he could. He used his Bible to point at various people that stopped to listen. He would let his eyes linger on them as though they were the only person he was speaking to. He could tell that it made them uneasy, which added some power to his message. Let them squirm. They would look away and move on quickly. It was impossible to keep a crowd gathered for long. People would stop and listen for a minute, but eventually they left. However, a few placed some change, or even a few small bills, in his hat as they left. This offering was a mere penance, he thought. It totaled twelve dollars and seventy-three cents in all, almost thirteen dollars' worth of justification for the sins of the city. He sighed with self-righteous indignation before stuffing the money in his pocket and placing the hat on his head. Two days earlier the preacher had thought up this plan. His name was John, and a life on the streets taught him that work was scarce, stealing was not worth a night in jail, and begging had its own problems. This idea came from the hat. John had picked it up outside of the local Salvation Army thrift store. It was windy that day, and the hat was blown from the donation bin. He had stolen the Bible long before he had found the hat, yet the hat had just the right look. It looked like an old-fashioned preacher's hat. That gave him the idea. Coming up with the sermon was a different matter. John had no interest in church. It had been years since he had set foot in one. He did occasionally go to the local mission for a meal, and he endured whatever church service they had there. He could not remember anything significant from any of the preachers there. There was, however, one thing that always stuck with him. Years ago, a group of teenagers from a church in the suburbs came downtown to try to talk to people about Jesus. One girl, no older than sixteen, asked John, "'If you died tonight, do you know where you'd go?' He stammered as he searched for an answer and could not find one before a man that was with the girl's group ushered her away from him. He did not sleep that night. Death was a possibility, sure. Survival was the rhythm of his day. She had been friendly enough and had a pleasant smile, but the urgency in her voice at the point of died tonight unnerved him. That night he walked most of downtown, trying to stay awake and thinking about death as though it was a sinister man lurking in the shadows. At dawn he slipped into the mission long enough to swipe a Bible off of a table and leave. That was five years ago. He kept that Bible ever since, occasionally reading a random verse before holding it to his chest as he slept. He found no particular comfort in those verses, but he held it close anyway. It was something, and something is better than nothing.
John decided that the young girl's question was as good a sermon as any he could think of. 